0: To live forever. I'm never going to die. Oh, this body will die and it'll return to the ground, as the Bible says. But when I take my last breath upon this earth, I'll take my first breath in heaven. You see, that's Jesus's breath because he died, he was buried, his body was dead his body lie in that tomb. But that body began to breathe again. And so when that body began to breathe, that gave me life. That breath, the life, that breath brought the breath of life into me. Just like God when he created Adam, he created him out of the dust of the ground. And the Bible says that that God breathed the breath of life into that body. And man became a living soul. And so it is when Jesus Christ began to breathe on that that Easter Sunday morning. (gasps) That breath. You see, that's my breath. That's your breath in Jesus Christ. We are alive forevermore. And so the breath that Adam gave us, I started to breathe that breath on on February 27th, 1957, in Pontiac, Michigan. I was born uh, into this world. And as I've often said, this world was blessed to have me, little Richie, uh, part of the Sidlowski family, the youngest of eight children, a great family, a great life. Growing up in Hazel Park, Michigan and living in a 600-foot square house, there was eight of us. And man, we just had a, a wonderful life. Mom and dad were believers in Christ and would often, uh, we'd often gather around the Bible in the home and we went to church Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night and went to brigade when I was a little boy. And man, we just had a blast. We just had a blast. Easter was a great day. Easter was a great time. My sister Nancy and I were the two youngest in the family. And so we were in the home for several years while the rest of the kids that were grown, were bigger and older, and they were gone. And my mom and dad it would uh, buy us and get us an Easter basket. And they would hide the basket. I don't know why they would do that, but they would. And I would find my basket. And then I always got up a little bit early. And I would find Nancy's basket. And every Easter, I would eat the chocolate, the ears, off of her chocolate bunny. And then when I would wrap that basket back up the best I could, and when she got up, she'd look and see that Richard Richard had stolen her bunny ears. And uh, that was a traditional thing. Of course, I always gave her my bunny out of my basket if I wanted to live. We had a good life. Oh man, so much fun. I was brought up in a Christian home and I'm so thankful. And so this morning, I'm such a blessed man. I'm a blessed man because I know the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm part of the family of God. And uh, I have a, a family here and most all of our kids live in California. Tara is the only one. She lives in Hawaii. And, uh, and so uh, she just moved there in December. So most of the time, our kids have been here. I have a family. And daughter Amanda lives in Los Angeles. And uh, Angela in Riverside. And Joanna and Laura live here in Banning. I'm blessed. I'm blessed with a the family. Then I have a church family. I have a wonderful church family, been here 16 years, coming to this house. I'm standing in this house, it's nearly empty, and it's God's house, it's God's place, it's God's plan to proclaim His word, to proclaim the message of Easter. You see, what we do, we celebrate the greatest day in the history of the world Easter Sunday morning. Jesus is alive. He's alive forevermore. And not only that, He's coming back one day. And I know the signs of the times, they're just everywhere. We're battling this coronavirus, and the world has been shut down. The world has been quarantined. But I got to tell you, Jesus Christ is alive. He's moving about, He's touching hearts like never before. The church is alive. Oh, we may be separated. We may be meeting together in spirit. But this ministry, the ministry of the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church and Calvary Christian School, oh, what a family. What a family that we enjoy. The relationships that we enjoy through Jesus Christ Founding the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church and the church beginning Calvary Christian School and all the outreach ministries and the 65 plus missionaries that we support, mission agencies. This church is alive. This church is marching forward. This church is going to be greater and better by the grace of God than ever before once we get through this time of being quarantined from the coronavirus. Oh man. I'm just excited, and I'm thankful. And it all goes back to this morning. This morning where Mary and and the other ladies and the disciples come to the tomb. The tomb of Jesus Christ. The Bible says here that on the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene when it was yet dark. I mean, it's so early in the morning, it's dark outside. And she comes to the sepulchre. She comes to the tomb, and she get when she gets there, she sees that that stone has been taken away. It's been rolled away. I mean, she is she's stunned, because that rock, that 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 boulder, that stone has been rolled away. Then the Bible says she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and the other and to the other disciples, in chapter twenty and verse number two, and she she says jesus whom uh, whom jesus loves and saith unto them they have taken away the lord from the sepulcher and we know not where they have laid him oh there she's she's concerned she's she said they stole the body of christ and uh, and the bible says and peter went forth and that other disciple came to the sepulcher so they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came and came first to the sepulcher. Now if I was applying this to my life here, I would be that other disciple. I would be John because there's no doubt in my mind I would be the fastest man among the 12 disciples running to the, running to the sepulcher. And uh, he beats Peter there. And stooping down and looking in, they saw the, the linen clothes lying and yet went not, he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following and went into the sepulchre and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was uh, about his, his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went also he also went, uh, the other disciple, and came to the first sepulchre and saw and believed. For as they yet knew, Uh, not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary, but Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping. Peter and John leave, but Mary stays. She stays there weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. You see, Mary comes early. If you've ever been to the graveside of one that you love, someone that was so special to you, it's just hard to just go. It's hard to go to the cemetery. It's hard to go to the graveside. It's hard to see the one that uh, you love and and realize that they're dead and they're gone. And so she's coming to that sepulchre. Her, her heart is broken. She is so sad. And she comes and the body is gone. She discovers that the body is gone. Let me give you a few things about when she looked in. and when the, when the disciples came and they looked in, the Bible says that they saw their linen clothes. They saw the clothes that he was dressed in. They saw the grave clothes. And then they saw the napkin. It was folded. When you would wrap the body of somebody that died, as Jesus' body was wrapped, they would put spices in there. And that spice would harden the cloth around. So when they look into that tomb... They see the cloth that was wrapped around Jesus. It's, it looks like a cocoon. It looks like his body is still there in that, in that cloth. But he ha- there is no body there. The, the, the napkin is taken off, and where his head would have been, his face, it's lying somewhere else, so they can see there's no body. Now, Mary didn't get it. If there's no way that they could, have, they could have stolen his... If they would have stolen his body, they would have just picked up the whole thing. Or they would have had to have cut off that... that uh, the, the grave clothes off of his body. He just simply rose out of that, disappeared from that. His body rose from the grave. And all that's left there is just that cocoon, those clothes... They're undisturbed, and that's really part of the proof that if they had stolen his, stolen the body, that there, it would have been a mess in there. They would have either had to take everything, or they would have had to cut it up into pieces. But it was there. It was like it was untouched, and the, and the napkin is folded and placed aside. She's devoted She stays behind. She's there and she's weeping and mourning at the loss of her Lord. You see, she stayed because she loved Jesus. She loved him with all of her heart. Mary had been delivered from a life of sin. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 9, She thanked Jesus. She loved Jesus. Now when Jesus was risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. She was demon-possessed. Mary Magdalene was saved from a life of demonic control. And so Mary is there. She loves him. She cares about him. And oh, let me tell you this morning, those of us that know what God has done for us and how God saved us, and I remember my life as a teenage boy, the later teen years of my life, and living in sin and drifting away from God, but God was there, and He touched my heart, and He touched my life, and He saved my soul. And so this morning as we gather here, let's not forget that it's Jesus Christ who redeemed us. It's Jesus Christ who's changed our life. You see, the Bible says again, but Mary stood without the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And seeth two angels in white apparel sitting one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. So you have two angels, one at the head and one at the feet. And the Bible says they're seated. They're sitting down. We don't see any other angels like this in the Bible. These angels are sitting, one at the feet and one at the head. Usually when you see and, and, and read about an angel in the Bible, they're busy doing something. They're moving about. But they're sitting down, simply to say that it's done. This is where the body of Jesus Christ did lay. And in that posture of, being in, uh, in, in, of sitting down, it's just a posture of peace. There's peace. He is risen, just as he said, come see the place where the Lord did lay. And as they sit there, they're simply saying, all is well. All is well. He is risen. He said that in Matthew chapter 28, verses 5 and 6 in the scriptures. And the different account of this. And the angels answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord did lay. Oh, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ arose. He's alive forevermore. And so these angels are sitting there and simply saying, all is well. They're resting They appear to be in perfect peace. And so what is that telling us? That is simply telling us that we're living in perfect peace. Through Jesus Christ, he's alive forevermore. I know you may be struggling today with uh, some worry about maybe a job, maybe the the coronavirus, praying for those all around us that are battling that and some that are sick and some that are working in the hospitals and doctors, and some of you may have people that work in, in, in different professions that are dealing with that, but I'm telling you this morning, just as these angels, the message of these angels is that it's finished, it's done, they're seated, they're resting, and we can rest in Jesus Christ. As we talked about in the book of Romans, we're saved by the grace of God, not through what we do, but through what He has done. And so, this morning, we rest in Jesus Christ. We're not working our way to heaven. We're already, by the grace of God, when we accept Jesus Christ into our heart and into our lives, we already have that home in heaven. And so, rest this morning, dear Christian. Rest this morning in your faith in Jesus Christ, and then rest in the fact that he's in control of all things. He's given us the greatest, he had the greatest victory. The victory over the one thing that every man must experience, doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars, doesn't matter how talented you are. Today, right at this moment, the most talented athletes are not playing. Those that uh, can play baseball and, and play basketball and, and those that uh, will be playing football, are, they're not playing spring football this year. They're at home. Everybody's quarantined. And Let me tell you something. We can find rest. Even the pro athlete can find rest in Jesus Christ. It's all about Him. And so this morning... Find rest in Jesus. Find rest in Him. And look to Him. And so we see Mary, she's there at the grave. She's there at the tomb. And then we see the angels at the grave. And uh, so we see the, the messengers at the tomb and at the grave. And then we see the Master, Jesus Christ, the Savior, at the grave. The Bible says... And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Verse 13. And she saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself, herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Maybe the, the angels pointed, or maybe, maybe she just uh, turned around and heard something. But she turns, and there's Jesus. And Jesus says unto her in verse 15, Woman why, weep? Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, she doesn't know who it is. Saith unto him, Sir, if thou, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. She says, I'll take away the body. Verse 16, the Bible says, Jesus saith unto her, Mary, and she turned to herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. So get this now. Here's Mary. Jesus, she's looking into the tomb. She's talking to the angels. Jesus comes up behind her, and she turns and looks at him, but then she turns away. She turns away. She's not looking at him. She's looking back in the tomb. She's looking back uh, at the angels. She gets her eyes off Jesus Christ. You see, that's really what happens to us many times. We fail to to see that it's Jesus. We fail to keep our eyes upon Jesus until until he says her name. And then she turns. She realizes who it is. And so, for you and I this morning, we must keep our eyes upon Jesus. Don't turn away. Look to him. Follow him. Keep your eyes upon the Savior. You see, she's looking in the tomb. She keeps looking at at the temporal. Where's the body of Jesus? Where's the temporal part? And he's standing right behind her. And finally, when when he says her name, she turns and there he is. And I'm so glad on this Easter Sunday morning, that though sometimes we have our eyes off of Jesus he calls our name he calls our name and then we turn and we get our eyes back on him and so this morning my prayer for you is that you find rest Christian my prayer for you is that you keep your eyes upon Jesus look to him don't get your eyes on the temporal things she wanted to look for that body the body was gone She's looking for the temporal thing. We must look for the eternal and find that in Jesus Christ. And so Jesus had said, I am the resurrection and the life. In John chapter 11 and verse 25, he said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And that's the message of Easter Jesus is the resurrection, and He is the life. And so I'm thankful for the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church. I'm thankful for Calvary Christian School. I'm thankful for all the missionaries that we support. But the true message of Easter is salvation, and it's through Jesus Christ. Jesus saith unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And so this morning, if you're listening by way of Facebook and you're listening to this message and you're not sure if you died you'd go to heaven, that's the message of Easter for you. You can know for sure that you're on your way to heaven. You see, all of us are born with a sinful nature. We're born into this world because God created Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And because they sinned, we're all born sinners with a sinful nature. But when Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ, he was born of the Father. He has had the Father's blood in his body. And he lived the perfect life. Oh, I've been to, I've been to the Holy Land twice now. I've been to the city where Jesus grew up. I've been to the city where he was born. I'm thankful that Kurt Skelly encouraged me to go to the go to Israel four years ago. And uh, I, I went there and I get to, got to see where Jesus was born, where he lived his life in Nazareth, and where he ministered for the three years of his ministry. And then where he was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, and where he was taken and tried to Caiaphas, then to Pilate, then to Herod, and back to Pilate. I've been there. I've seen the places. I've seen where he was crucified. I've seen the tomb he was buried in. And i got to tell you, when I walked into that tomb and I saw where Jesus was buried, we came out and we went to a little chapel and we sang the hymns of the faith. When we got to that room, I just burst out weeping. I wept because I knew, I knew and I felt and sensed the presence of Almighty God in that place because that's the place where my my Savior died. My Savior was buried and He rose again. And He's alive forevermore. And because He's alive, I'm alive. Because He lives, I live. Because He lives, you can live. And have eternal life. Oh, if you're not 100% sure if you died that you'd go to heaven, you need to know that for sure. I'm sure of that. And I'm sure of it because Jesus Christ is the erection. And he's the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And this morning you can live. Oh, Mary went to that tomb. And she saw those messengers there. But you see, she met the master again. She saw him alive. And that's what you need to see. You need to see and understand that Jesus is alive and he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Simply open your heart to Jesus Christ. He's the door. He's the way and uh, he'll he'll come into your heart if you'll simply open your heart to him and so as we come to the conclusion of this service I ask you do you know for sure you're on your way to heaven if not open your heart to Jesus open it to him I want you to pray this simple prayer in your heart and that simple prayer we call it the sinner's prayer because we're all sinners and then the prayer is just a paraphrase from the book of, of Romans, which we've studied here in the church for the past several months before, before we were quarantined. And it's simply, we all have to realize we're sinners. There's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God commendeth His love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the Bible says, For whosoever shall call, upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Will you receive that gift today? Will you open your heart to his love? If you will, would you bow your heads with me and pray this simple prayer there in your home? Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I'd be lost without you. And I'm putting my faith and trust in what you did for me on Calvary and shedding your blood for me so that my sins may be forgiven. I accept by faith your payment and your love into my heart and into my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to to go. There's There's a link there. You can go and fill out a card and let us know. We want to help you. We want to be a blessing to you. We want to help you as you continue to move forward in your life. Because I'm telling you, God has given you eternal life, but God has given you an abundant life here upon this earth. And whether we're quarantined or whether everything's open, whether we're doing homeschooling or whether we're at school, whether we're doing our jobs from home or whether we're at work, God is with you and God will bless you and he'll give you that great assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And so thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray that you'll have a wonderful time. Uh, if you're able to be with your family, um, share, just share all that God has given to you his great love, and uh, we'll look forward to being back together again uh, someday. Thank you again for your faithfulness in giving, your tithes and your offerings. Again, you can give, check the link there, and give online, or you can give as you have been through uh, mailing your checks into the church here. Thank you for your faithfulness, and thank you to all you Calvary Christian School families. We're praying for you. We love you. Thank you, staff, and uh, just keep looking to him and have a wonderful day as you celebrate our wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. He's coming again, so let's just we're, let's enjoy, let's be a witness, and let's keep him first in our lives. Have a great day, happy Easter, and God bless you.